move over the Kardashians and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, there's a new reality TV series coming out of Los Angeles this winter. Blowing LA from Paramount Plus follows the salon lives of two top Los Angeles hairdressers, Ted Gibson and Kim Vaux. Kate Wathel is a Los Angeles-based host, TV reporter and producer who worked on the show and I'm delighted she's here today to tell us more about it in um, some sunshine at long last here in LA. I know, what a setting. It's very apt for what we're talking about, you know, all these beautiful locations and beautiful people and here we are on the beach chatting. We've set the scene for Blowing LA a couple of moments ago, so let's dive in and talk about the main characters. Let's start with Ted Gibson um, from the salon, starring by Ted Gibson, the man who reportedly charges $2,400 for a haircut. Are you modelling a $2,400,000 haircut today? I am not, and I actually horrified both him and his husband and partner when I told them I haven't had my hair done since April. Um, the shock. I mean, Jason actually <laughs> gasped. But um, I'm not modelling one, but I can say that they are very talented and people do come in for those cuts. He's, he's not struggling in his business, so somebody <laughs> is buying those $2,400 haircuts. Tell us a bit about Ted Gibson. You've worked with him and his partner, Jason. What are they like? They are fabulous. They know exactly what they want. They're hilarious. They're very creative. So their salon was this whole new concept that they wanted to bring to LA where you can kind of book 24 hours. It's all smart. They can set, you know, daylight in their different little pods. So if you're getting your hair done at 3 a.m. because you have a big audition at 6 a.m., then they can set the light to be a sunset or a sunrise so you can see what your hair is going to look like at different times of the day like it's just this innovative <laughs> machine so yeah they're, they're great and they're very creative even beyond her there are two salons in blowing la kimvo salon is the other one what, what can you tell us about kimvo kimvo is in a bit more of a uh conventional location in la so ted's is more like into like Hollywood, a bit sort of edgier, whereas Kimbo's salon is closer to like Beverly Hills, West Hollywood, and Kim is known for his blonding. He's blonded everybody. The so best blonder in the business. Apparently so. So you see a lot of blondes in his salon. They have a nice little, you know, courtyard area where you can get your hair done in the sunshine if you fancy it, which you can do a lot here. And they accept, you know, walk-ins, more kind of a traditional salon with a receptionist. You can walk in there and get your hair done, whereas Ted is by appointment only. The door is locked unless you have made your appointment in advance. So, yeah, they're, they're very different salons. <laughs> we obviously want people to watch the show, but let's give them a flavour of what they can expect. Let's start with the one that amused me, which was the whipped cream incident, which I know you have special fondness for. <laughs> That was an extremely stressful day. It was very hot for a start. So, you know, tempers are always higher in the heat. It was a, a pool party, but for some reason we weren't getting in the pool. So it wasn't very cool. And I didn't know, and I learned that day that you can get whipped cream with alcohol in. Apparently Cardi B makes it. So a shout out to Cardi B there, but I didn't know it existed. It sounds vile to me, but it was going in a lot of the drinks and at some point whether people wanted it in their drinks or not it ended up in there and there was a, a lot of name calling after that we'll we'll say just to put it lightly 
<laughs> people drove off very quickly from that party. There was didn't... people speeding off, there was people storming down streets, people threatening to throw people in pools, people talking about people's teeth and fashion. Somehow it descended into all over whipped cream. I would never have thought I would see the day, but there we are. I'm chasing people around the streets, people are crying, people are running in every direction over whipped cream and I missed the start so you can imagine my confusion when I don't know what this fight is about and then find out it's about whipped cream. <laughs> We've whetted people's appetite with the whipped cream and let's stay with the wet hair theme and people turning up for work in an expensive Los Angeles <laughs> salon with a towel wrapped around their head. I mean god bless Laura. I mean Laura just does what she needs to to survive <laughs> the day. I mean, I don't know if, if how much you've watched or seen, but she doesn't like to drink water, our Laura. She doesn't like the taste of it. <laughs> so instead of drinking water and putting herself through that, she just gets an IV drip while she's at work to get the hydration she needs. So it shouldn't surprise you that she hasn't had time to dry her hair on the way to work. But it's kind of a genius move because if I worked with a load of hairdressers that are at the top of their game, I'd probably turn up with wet hair as well and just be like, do me a quick favour. <laughs> Which happened. Robbie gave her a quick blow dry before she left the salon. So, genius move, really. You mentioned Robbie. He's one of the big characters of the show, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> His one-liners, I mean, if it was a good job it was dark in the interview room because I was blushing a lot in there with Robbie. He holds nothing back loves the gossip, loves spilling a bit of tea, is friends with everyone in the business. I mean, he's done Britney Spears hair and he's not afraid to kind of say exactly what he thinks. And what I learned on this show is that people tell their hairdressers everything and anything. And Robbie's hair is full of secrets. Let's talk generally about TV shows and movies here in LA. First of all, where did the idea for Blowing LA come from? I think it was actually conceptualised by Fullwell73, who out here do the James Corden Late Late Show, but they have a lot of shows in the UK as well. They did the thing with Adele at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, and I think their development team just sort of thought, we haven't really had that for a while. I mean, growing up, I remember watching some salon-based shows, whether that was like scripted or reality. But there just hadn't been one for a while and you know everything like fashion tv comes back around again and i think with the stuff of like selling sunset and how you know people want this like beautiful lifestyle and a way to showcase that here in la was through real estate and i think it was the same kind of thought process is that another way to you know showcase these high-end lifestyles and fabulous people was through their hair and beauty appointments so I think that's I mean I wasn't involved in the actual development but I think that's how it came about and then kind of once you've got the idea how do people pick the salons a lot of research I think Ted's was the first one selected and then I think it was just sort of well, this would be fun to kind of have it as two salons so we can see the contrast, involve more people, see who's gonna kind of shine on the cast. So I think Ted's was kind of locked in and it was lots of like meetings and seeing like the characters that were gonna be involved. And then Kim obviously is a pretty famous hairdresser as well. So it just made sense. I think it was kind of choosing not only amazing hairdressers, but ones that kind of have that sort of pseudo celebrityism themselves. like. You know, we'd be walking down the street and people would be like, oh my God, it's Ted Gibson, and like come out of hair salons because people know 
who he is he's done a lot of tv before so it was like celebrity themselves as well as being in the celebrity world and talk to me about what it's like on a day-to-day shoot on, on, on the set because presumably you're going into these salons while, while people are having their hair done so you're trying to have to work around people yes let me tell you shooting in a salon that is mainly mirrors with three cameras that you don't want to see <laughs> is very complex i spent a lot of time on the floor which is i mean you're around these fabulous people wearing all these designer clothes getting these expensive blowouts for their hair and i'm there in basically sweatpants because i'm crawling on the floor and i know that's going to be my day like i'm so the camera is on a tripod with wheels and i'm underneath that because the only place i'm safe and i'm not going to crash the shot with all the mirrors is to be right by the cameraman so it's it's very difficult and like obviously some people don't want to be seen on camera when they're getting their hair done you know maybe they haven't got their makeup on their hair's slicked to their head so it's about kind of we had to work with all the individual stylists to get their appointment books basically and i would be calling these people before they came in like are you comfortable this is what we're doing this is the show and if they weren't comfortable then we would work with the hairdresser to move them to a day that we were not shooting or you know a time and we'd work around that time maybe they came in earlier in the morning and we could shoot around that so it was it was a lot of moving parts (laughs) definitely i wanted to talk to you today about things to see and do in la we see a lot of la you know and the beaches and santa monica and where we are today manhattan beach on the show so let's delve in and talk about that i guess most people come to la because they want to go to hollywood they want to see where the dolby theaters where the oscars happen and they want to see the hollywood walk of fame and the hollywood hollywood side what's your tips for seeing hollywood seeing hollywood um don't go on the weekends because it's extremely busy i mean it's like anywhere you want to go and see the walk of fame like you say you want to see the chinese theater the oscar locations historic sites like the roosevelt hotel where marilyn had a room and all that kind of stuff and it's it's great but it can be a bit sketchy you know you get your your budget spider-man or mickey mouse wanting to take a picture and then charge you for it it's just being aware of your surroundings and knowing that that just really isn't the be all and end all in LA like maybe book that for a morning go have a look at the walk of fame see those things do the celebrity home tour or whatever but then make other plans there's lots and lots to do in LA because when you actually get to the Dolby theater where the Oscars are filmed it looks massive on TV it's not no it's not and it's crowded because everyone has the same idea as you and like same with the with the chinese theater with all the handprints of all like the celebrities and you know r2d2's little footprint is there and will smith and you want to go and see all these things and there's you know a hundred people who have all had the same idea as you and everyone's trying to get their pictures with the handprints and all that stuff so just be prepared for it to be a bit crowded but don't be put off LA because I would just say there's there's so much that makes up LA it's it's similar to London in that way in that it's divided into basically a a collection of towns in the different areas and there's something to do in all of them in terms of the Hollywood sign the iconic sign we see in movies and, and TV shows and brochures how easy is it these days to actually get up in front of it or or get a good photo of it there's different techniques depending on how you know involved you want to be and how athletic you want to be i would say 
an easy way to go and do it is to drive up to Griffith Observatory because you can park right up there. It's easy, jump out the car. There's little hikes that you can do around there if you want to, or you can literally get out of your car, go and stand on like a vista point and take a picture of the Hollywood sign. And then you walk around the other side of the observatory and you can see all over LA. If it's a clear day, you can see to the sea from there. The actual observatory itself is a really nice building. You know, there's lots of greenery around it. So that's a really easy way to see the sign. There's also a number of other hikes where you can kind of get a bit more up close and personal. I've hiked to the back of it, which was really cool, like looking over the Hollywood sign and then over the rest of LA. But me and my friend timed it to take like a golden hour sunset picture. We thought, oh, this will be great. <laughs> What we didn't think about was the fact it would go dark while we were trying to hike back down and there were bats swooping around us and we were thinking about mountain lions and it was kind of harrowing, but we got a good picture. It is, you say, as you say, if you can get up behind the sign, it is a breathtaking view, but, mm -hmm. it, but it does take a good hour to hike up there. You need to be yes. of a certain standard, but it is well worth the hike, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I loved it. It was amazing, but don't do what I did and walk down in the dark. It's not pleasant. <laughs> Beverly Hills, of course, is the big shopping area near Hollywood. I always feel when I go to Beverly Hills that I'm not going to get in anywhere because it's high-end shops. Um, is my perception right or, or can you actually go and visit some shops there? You can visit all the shops. Some of them are, I think, by appointment and you're going to get better treatment and not have to, you know, stand in the line. Um, but in general, I would say that you can get into all the shops walk around there's some great restaurants and some of them aren't as expensive as you think and there's also things that you can do to make yourself like feel fabulous for a day there's a lot of uh, like resort pass things where you could go to one of the hotels and book a day by their pool and get yourself like a cabana for ranging between 20 and 50 dollars depending on what you're doing and then you can live your pretty woman dreams but <laughs> on a budget there's also a really good thrift store in Beverly Hills, which you would not like right off Rodeo. And it's still expensive because it's, you know, it's Gucci and it's Chanel, <laughs> it's YSL, it's all the labels, but they're previously owned. So if you are a baller on a budget and you want the labels, this is a fabulous little shop to, to go to. And it's right there within Beverly Hills as well. And when you say previously owned, it could be Madonna's jeans. Exactly, that's the thing here. <laughs> is you go into a thrift shop here and it's not, you know, an old, H&M or Marks and Spencer's jacket it's probably Gucci and it was probably you know a celebrity clearing out their wardrobe one thing I wanted to talk about today is the stunning beaches that we can see here in LA let's start the north and, and, and Santa Monica beach famous again you see a lot of NCIS being shot on the pier in Santa Monica what, what what's your favorite things to see and do in Santa Monica Santa Monica I like to be a tourist I like to go to the pier and go to the fair, go on the, the big wheel and the roller coaster, just because like you say, we grow up watching it in films and you don't really lose that. Like, you know, I'll be driving to work and I'll be in a traffic jam and then I'll look up and see the Hollywood sign. I'm like, God, I mean, I could be in worse places to be in traffic, couldn't I? So I'm not gonna yeah. complain. But yeah, Santa Monica is all about the, the pier for me, if I'm going to Santa Monica. In terms of Venice Beach, which is quite close to Santa Monica, it's very walkable. When we talked about doing this interview, we both kind of had mixed feelings about Venice Beach. It, it's a place where you need to go and see Muscle Beach and, and see the signs, but you need to be careful there, don't you? There is a, there's a big homeless community in, in Venice, so yeah, I think you do have to 
to be careful and I would think like you say you go and you walk the beach and you see Muscle Beach and all that stuff and there's a great burger place called the hole in the wall and you know you can grab that and walk down it's really fun to see the, the basketball courts on there you yep. sit on the bleachers yeah. and you watch people play basketball yep. saw someone take a megaphone once and was commentating yep. on the basketball games and that it's really fun but I wouldn't I would you know take care of myself I wouldn't yeah. particularly be walking there at night and then there's like the the upscale area of Venice which is like Abbot Kinney yep beautiful shops great restaurants and then a top touristy tip is Hotel Irwin in Venice has a rooftop restaurant does cocktails and you watching sunset from there is, is great it's a lovely area that bit isn't it you've got the canals there as well if you ever want to just yes. try to take five minutes go walk around the venice canals actually that's yeah that's a great tip because venice can feel like by the beach in particular can feel extremely crowded there's you know you've got people coming up trying to sell you cds people are screaming everyone's drunk <laughs> but if you want to walk the canals which you think they're very pretty you know very picturesque and you would think god they're going to be crowded as well but actually it's just you know a couple of runners and and dog walkers you kind of have them to yourself a lot of the time so yeah we're here in Hermosa Beach today which is south it's between Los Angeles and Long Beach I kind of like this area it's much more pedestrian it's much more stately isn't it it feels it's kind of got that special thing where it feels like a beach town but it's still like you can work live function as a Los Angeles resident and like you know I'll be working in Hollywood or West Hollywood all those kind of areas but I live here and like on the weekend it's like you're not really in LA it's a functioning like beach town everyone's in there like flip-flops you're not really seeing as much you know designer wear and $2,400 haircut so it's kind of like its own little bubble with a lot of access to LA still. And there's some lovely small restaurants and, and one-of-a-kind shops around here as well isn't there? Yeah full of like boutique shops same as kind of Abbott Kinney in Venice there's a lot of like individually owned shops so it's really nice to go shopping and they do a lot of things like in Venice they do this thing called First Fridays where food trucks take over the streets so you can try all different food and then here they'll do small business Saturdays and all the shops will like put their clothes outside so it's you know more advertising and they do special sales and stuff so it's, it's definitely got that kind of town feel but you're living right by the city. <laughs> Well, I think that's given us loads of insight um, into Los Angeles today. Kate Wathley, it's been an absolute joy to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. It was great to have you.